This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. As a dad, uh-huh. when your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90-second pitch? Oh, uh, like... yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll give them the, and for that reason, I'm out, too. <laughs> <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Back again for uh, another episode of Free Kicks and kind of a sad one. Uh, we had a, a a very important figure in the world of football slash soccer pass away this week. And um, Adam, I think you might want to talk a little bit about yeah. Diego Maradona, who passed away at only 60 years old. But if you if you read about Maradona... He pecked a lot into those 60 years. <laughs> he he lived goodness. like 120 years. Absolutely. He really did. I mean, obviously, in terms of players, you're looking at probably one of the, the best three ever players in terms of international football. Um, and what, what a career he had, obviously competing in four World Cups and basically the 1986 World Cup. He was the best player and won it himself. I mean, if he wasn't playing, Argentina probably wouldn't have won it. So, yeah, just an absolutely tremendous footballing career. Um, It's been really interesting to watch all of these former players talk about him and the skills that he was able to do, things that they couldn't even dream of doing that he would just do in a warm-up and it was it was it was really kind of cool but I read something which was quite nice they kind of compared him to if you mixed these three people together you get Diego Maradona Michael Jordan Babe Ruth Mike Tyson I thought that was a pretty good comparison all three of them equals Diego Maradona yeah yeah he had uh Michael Jordan's talent um and Babe Ruth's talent um uh, but also the you know the complicated other side of Babe Ruth and and Mike Tyson. Exactly, I thought that was a pretty good comparison when I saw that. Yeah, so but you're absolutely right. He's he he had it all. He really did. Now he, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Adam, but uh, in the World Cup he scored a rather um, controversial goal against uh, your your uh, nation there uh, of England. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Vaguely, I think there was something about it, something about a, a hand and God involved or something like it. Uh, uh, was that yeah. the 86 World Cup? That was the 1986 World Cup, which he, which they ended up winning. Yeah. Um, that was a quarterfinal match. He scored both goals. I mean, the first one, obviously, uh, was, you know, he jumped up, punched it over our goalkeeper and went in. Yeah. So With, with uh, his hand. With his hand. <laughs> 
And then obviously they talked about it being the hand of God, whatever it is. And for those of you who don't follow the sport that closely, you're not allowed to use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They show a goal. And then, uh, and then the second goal, I think they call it the goal of the century, basically dribbled through the whole team and went through and scored one of the best goals you'll ever see. Yeah, I just watched uh, the highlight again the other day. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he made the English defenders look so awful about that. But it it was interesting because I think I saw something, a a Gary Lineker interview who obviously played in that game. He scored the goal for England to make it 2-1. And he said the field was so bad that it was almost like, um, like, you know, when you sod your grass outside and it kind of moves a little bit. He said that whole field was like it. Well, you can kind of see it in the... uh, Yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. you can see that. And then he says, you don't realize just how good Maradona is because you would never know. He he was slipping and sliding all over the place. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) When he scored that goal. So, and that that gives you a a great comparison in terms of the the amount of ability he had. Um, And so what Diego did in that World Cup really kind of, you know, basically put him on the world map and then yeah. obviously he came back and, and had and came back in 90 they still lost in the final the f- next time to to the germans in the final yeah they, be, and they beat the germans in 86 yes that's right so that's yes right. so miradana was a complicated figure for me too as uh, someone who grew up rooting for west germany as it was known at the time yeah um, because right. uh you know he beat us <laughs> in the world cup yeah. and and it was uh you know, I think there's a lot of people that loved him slash hated him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When he was at yeah. Napoli, and and actually, I I, I have recommended this previously during our uh, our summer of no soccer. Um, yeah. And that is, uh, there's a tremendous uh, a documentary about Diego Maradona, mm. which I watched on the airplane on the way home from England last year when That's we were right. at Chelsea. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really great, but you'll see what I mean about how many years he packed into those uh, into those years. Because he was, you know, he got in trouble for drugs, and yeah, um, you know, he was tied in to the mafia. <laughs> I mean, there was all sorts of, um, you know, uh, oh yeah, not on yeah, his highlight uh, reel. Let's put it that way. Yeah, addicted to drugs, friends with Fidel Castro. Yeah, you you, you, you basically got it all. Yeah, you know? I mean. He, like you said, he packed a lot of stuff into that 60 years. There's no question. And I think everybody was, you know, really surprised. I think he'd had some health issues. I think he went into the hospital um, in early November. And then actually I had a heart attack at home is how he actually died. So, right. um, so that was kind of, it was a little bit of a sudden, it was very sudden in terms of how it all took place, especially because, you know, he was dealing with some issues before, but it seemed like he had gotten over it. But then, no, obviously just went. I only saw him live on the pitch once, and that was wow. at the 2010 World Cup, and he was yeah. the coach of Argentina, and I watched the, uh, right. the Germany-Argentina game. And he was, uh, if you remember, he took you know that, uh, that Argentina team to the World Cup also as a coach and right. was as controversial in that position <laughs> as he was as a player. Yeah. No so. question. And they lost to Germany in that game, right? So you yeah. saw the Germans beat them. Yeah. It was quite a comprehensive victory, if I remember, for the Germans. Yeah, it was 4-1. to so, one. 
yeah so yeah uh, so yeah and actually as a manager of of the of the national team he wasn't terrible no. i mean in terms of results in terms no. of results yeah. so they did okay obviously they got to the was that the quarterfinals i think maybe yeah, quarterfinals, quarterfinals. Yep. So they got to the quarterfinals in the world cup that he took them and obviously lost to to germany but um you know i think he had some other issues with just how he dealt with himself off the field right. just talking to the media and different things and basically yeah. told him if you don't like it you know tough luck type of thing so right. Right. <laughs> in a nice way yeah <laughs> i'm saying that in a nice way because he would say a lot more a lot more worse yes. things so a little more colorfully he, yeah, yeah yeah he wasn't very pc but that that was the way he was but yeah i mean like i said i mean he's still in my mind definitely one of the top two or three players in the world i don't know where you would actually how you could actually split him up from from pele and messi you know could you put ronaldo in that in that area potentially you know these are guys that it's hard to differentiate you know george best all of these great players that have achieved right. so much right and it's hard to do it uh, from different eras you know yeah. you just never know how each player would have been in it. but for his time while he was playing he was unquestionably the best player in the world no question no question and i think everybody who played against him said that same exact thing and it was interesting i saw one of the players on the england team he said he was getting so many uh, notes and interest because he actually got married on his shirt after that england game that 1986 game so he wow. actually has that shirt could you imagine having that shirt? <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> so he's like man what a trade he got there so he said he was getting so many phone calls people wanting to buy it and all that kind of stuff so he said yeah, yeah. not actually, for sale I think he's not for sale he's he's actually got it in a museum in manchester somewhere he lives in and around the manchester area so he's cut he, he let he let manchester manchester museum have it on on show there so but okay. pretty cool well, so rest in peace, Diego Maradona. Uh, let's Definitely. find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So there was a kind of a dramatic game this weekend with uh, Arsenal and Wolves. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. There was a, a horrific head-to-head collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul Jimenez from uh, the Wolves has a fractured skull. Yeah. And is in uh, the hospital, had to have surgery and everything. Uh, and David Luis uh, was mm-hmm. on the other end of that. And I think that I think the people at Arsenal probably are regretting not taking him out immediately. But what they did is they bandaged his head. And yeah. they let him go out and play for the rest of the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a massive amount of discussion and obviously controversy concerning these decisions. Uh, um, you know, he's had to the the player Jimenez has had to have surgery on the injury. Um, so a, a fractured skull is obviously you know who knows when he's ever going to be able to come back. This might be yeah an even long term situation for him. Obviously, we just hope that he gets back and. And he's able to uh, potentially be comfortable in, in normal life, let alone playing soccer again. Right, exactly. That, that's, I mean, that's that's about as serious as it gets. Exactly. Um, and it was it was a, it was ten minutes. I think it was about ten minutes before they got it got everybody off. But 
the fact that David Luiz was playing on with this blood seeping from his oh. head, it was just... It looked like something out of Les Mis, you know, he, <laughs> like this bloody bandage on his head and, you know, charging for the French Revolution. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a there's a picture, and you may or may not have seen it, or maybe I'll post it on, on our Twitter account, the picture of Terry Butcher after the 1990... Uh, game that England used to qualify for the World Cup and uh, here's a picture of him he's say it's basically David Lewis he's got blood all around him but this is 1990 right you know we're now in 2020 right they used to give these guys smelling salts and say get back out there exactly and so I'm like that was then we it seems like we haven't done anything in 30 years to come come along so it's very, very concerning that well, as, they got as to someone who is a uh, has been a local uh, kids uh, soccer coach uh, for yeah. for twenty years. I can't tell you how many times I had to take that uh, that uh, class with the concussion mm. protocols. You know, right. a, a dozen times. You know, <laughs> and sure. and you know, I, I can't believe that Mikel Arteta has didn't have to take that. Yeah, you would think so. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he I mean, broke a... every concussion rule that there is. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Very yeah. alarming. Very alarming. And I know there's a lot of discussion about the protocols and how things, how we can kind of make sense of this. And um, I think Alan Shearer made a, made a good point. He said football needs to wake up, you know, yeah. a, around these protocols because this is getting, getting ridiculous because they need to – Stamp this down. Figure it out. What needs to be done, and, and make sure yeah. the ben, you know make sure the players are safe. That's ultimately what we need to do. Uh, Wolves won that game, by the way, two to one. Um, yeah. But Raúl Jiménez, there is their striker, their leading scorer. Um, you know, he's a huge loss to that team, and it's also a huge loss to the Mexican national team. Mm-hmm. You know, he was uh, their striker. I mean, it it is a. Uh, that it's just a sad thing to see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the other games that happened. Um, there, sure. there were some low-scoring games this weekend, and you know, when you see a low-scoring game, these are the sorts of things. As as an American soccer fan, I I feel myself uh, uh, instinctively defending. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I know Agreed. that the uh, some Americans are like. Oh, real great game. What was it, zero to zero? Well, sometimes those are good games, and sometimes they're not. Now, the the Leeds-Everton game, I watched that entire game. That was a great game. It really was. It was a very good game. It was 1-0. Leeds uh, beat Everton, but uh, it was uh, an exciting game. And there was uh, was one point there that I wanted to bring up uh, before we get to something else, and that is... You know how they have the banners up all over the, the inside yep. of the stadium now uh, to fill the seats that are usually filled with human beings? One of the big banners I saw was Chicago Evertonians. So, you know, a shout out to our local uh, Everton, Everton fans here who uh, obviously paid to have that sign up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's, you're, you're, you're fine. Now you're going to have to look out because there is a lot of Chicago-based fan clubs obviously for the Premier League and mm-hmm. you'll see their banners around so I know obviously Chelsea has one 
I believe Liverpool has one, and they get still get together and watch the games. Yeah, you know, hope, hopefully in a social distancing uh, way. Yeah, probably <laughs> and, not, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but outside, however they're dealing with. Yeah, it. but but there's 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 uh, there's quite a few groups out there. Um, I follow a bunch of the the Chelsea ones in Chicago, and they're always uh, talking about you know the game and getting people pumped up and events obviously when we could meet together it was they'd always have stuff going on at, at local at local taverns in the in the city right um, so yeah there's quite a quite a strong group of people and in terms of uh, all of these different uh, supporter groups in chicago which is great well that though those two teams leeds and everton are actually they both fun to watch i i, mm-hmm. I enjoy watching them no matter who they're playing against um the the other uh, low scoring game, however, the uh, Tottenham Chelsea game, which ended up as a nil nil draw. Am I oh, wrong? now? Am I wrong? <laughs> well, the, the first half wasn't bad. First half wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, I mean, and I see it so differently. Obviously, being a, a fan, a supporter, just like you know, you see the Liverpool games differently. Right. But in terms of in terms of from a tactical standpoint it was it was interesting to watch i mean there was really um, if you want to look at it there was only one team that wanted to win the game right and that was that was chelsea that's and, what bothered me and i think now not that tottenham couldn't win the game because arguably they probably had the best the best opportunity right at the end when they did kurt zuma made his mandatory one mistake <laughs> for the game and uh, I was like oh my, my heart was right there in my throat my good what have we done what we, oh thank god he it. so it was just one of those um but yeah that those things happen and I think you know at, but Jose we know his deal but the one thing with the Tottenham team which I kind of defend him and I'll always defend Jose because I like him but yeah they, they look so good on the on the counter attack. You know, they may defend deep, uh, but when they go, they go, and they had good chances in the first half to uh, to maybe score a few goals. Yeah, um, they, that's true. Um, but then, obviously, you know, Chelsea dominated possession. They were always looking to try to get in, and there's a lot of there's a lot of positives in terms of how they're doing. Obviously, they cleaned up the defending aspect. Their goalkeeper has been really rock solid. I mean six clean sheets in the yeah. last seven games i mean that was a good pickup hey, yeah he couldn't have made a better signing okay we're, we're having trouble conceding goals okay let's get a goalie in <laughs> for seven games he has six clean sheets you can't you can't ask for anything more right. than that so so i think there's so so many good things there with what chelsea's doing and obviously Tottenham. you know the top of the league you know so uh you know that's how you got to look at it you know i hate to say this uh, uh but for me, Chelsea really needs Pulisic in there. there. There's something that he brings, especially in a game like that, where they are yeah. packing it in. It, he's really their their one one-on-one player that they have. And it's so unusual to say that about an American player. But yeah. in, in this case, yeah. I think it's true. What do you think? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, he, he, he brings a different dimension. He's that type of a player that can take on players – um, I think Zayic as well is that type of a yep, player. He's yep, more yep. kind of a server and a creator. But Pulisic just runs at people. And we saw that in the restart last year, how he was able just to run at players and cause 
good teams' problems. You know, that goal he scored against Manchester City and mm-hmm. uh, other 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 games that he scored big goals. I think when he gets back to full fitness, and hopefully he does very soon, you know, he'll probably be hopefully play a little bit this week during the uh, Champions League games and get him ready for for a, a longer extended period uh, playing in the Premier League. So that'd be good. Okay, and next week, by the way, we're gonna talk about the Champions League and uh, and something called the Super League, which uh, has been brought up. But let, talk about before before we break here. There are a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. One yeah. is um, the opposite of the Super League, and that's uh, Sheffield United, which <laughs> um, after ten games has one point, which yeah. is the worst start in Premier League history. So the question is, are they really this bad? Is their manager in trouble? What is going on at Sheffield? Yeah, very, very tough to figure out, uh, especially because they they had such a great year last year, you know, probably exceeded expectations. You know, both you and I picked them to go down last year, and then obviously when we didn't pick them this year, <laughs> <laughs> look at what happens. <laughs> so there you go, the, the, the perfect pick, but... I think a lot of it has to do with, again, teams have figured out what they do. They've kind of nullified this different way of playing that Sheffield United were playing with their uh, outside backs. Uh, like, well, they're playing with three in the back and they basically overlap. So a lot of teams have spent a lot of time nullifying what they do. Right. And unfortunately for Sheffield United, they really haven't bought anybody of significance uh, that could really make changes. They got Rian Brewster, who came in from Liverpool, but again, he hasn't done anything yet. Younger player, really, yeah, he's, he's hasn't a kid. done much. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, the goalkeeper they had to replace because uh, he's now back at Man United. So they bought the Bournemouth goalkeeper. I mean, I guess <laughs> he went from the worst team in the league last year to <laughs> now the worst team in the league. He's probably wondering, what am I doing? Yeah, maybe uh, it's me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly getting a lot of action. So that's yes. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I think um, I think it's a confidence thing. I think it really is. I mean, they they've got some decent players, and I, a couple of times I've seen them play this year. They they've done okay, but once you get into this rut, it's very difficult to get out of it. And I think uh, if they don't make some changes, and I think obviously January when the January uh, transfer window opens, that's going to be something they're going to have to bring in some players to maybe try to hopefully survive in this league because right now they're already four points adrift of Burnley uh, with one point. Like I said, their goal difference is not terrible, but it's still not great. They've got some work to do. You know, 10 games in, one point, that's not good. Yeah, I I would would have to agree with that (laughs) understatement. All right. uh, I wanted to talk to you about Liverpool too, but, uh, you know, let's – we've got a a bunch of stuff that we still have to do. Here's the bottom line with Liverpool. They lost another guy. James Milner hurt – uh, Jurgen Klopp is starting to get a little, uh, oh, a little whiny, uh, whiny Jurgen. Yes, absolutely. whiny. Yes, whiny is the right word. Um, but we'll we'll get to that next week because it does involve the Champions League and the scheduling and all that stuff. We'll we'll get and, to. And that I next. feel for him. Yeah, I feel for him, but it's also 
you, you've still got a pretty decent team. You're, yeah. you're going to be okay. Yeah, I agree. All right, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White is a community not-for-profit providing soccer for kids of all ages in and around the Mount Prospect area. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edwards, Edders, Go to greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. Now, we've got uh, still more on the show. We're going to uh, explain that foreign tradition. We're going to pick the games. We're going to find out what's happening in Adam's office. We're going to guess the Premier League star. Wow, that's a lot of show, and it's still coming up right after this. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, you're going shopping. Gifts, gifts, and more gifts. More gifts and more interrupting. Gifts galore. (laughs) From the interrupters, as Steve and I interrupt each other trying to recommend these great gifts. Wonderful suggestions to give your loved ones as Christmas approaches, and it's never too early to start shopping. No doubt about that, and you know what? A lot of them are under $10. But don't give any of that stuff to me. (laughs) On the next, back to you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we earn our doctorate in BS as we pile it higher and deeper in a wide-ranging automotive bull session. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for this BS session and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. All right, before we get to uh, what's happening in your office, there's a couple of things that I need to uh, clean up here. Um, One of them is this. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. All right, so you know I watch these games closely, and I listen Mm -hmm. to the broadcasters, and I'm always uh, picking up little things that... uh, I don't understand or I need some further explanation of. And let's start with, uh, I was watching that Everton game I mentioned against Leeds. And one of the announcers referred to the Toffees. And -hmm. I was like, what in the world are the Toffees? I've never heard that before. But apparently this is one of the names for Everton. Have any idea where that comes from? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the nickname of the Toffees from Everton and, and obviously a lot of Premier League teams because we go back quite a long time yes goes back to the history of how it all began so from what I saw from what I know is that there was a couple of toffee shops close to the ground that were actually um, there close to the ground where people would go before they would go watch the game and so consequently uh, fans would go in there and stop and they got this idea of how you would go get toffee before you go to the Everton game, hence the name, the Toffees. Okay. So yeah, so there was two. So right when the team was formed, that's where it came from. And and I don't know. I've never been to Everton. Um, I know my boss Mary Jane has actually been to Everton. She went to an Everton game a few years ago, um, but I I've never been. But from what I've heard, I'll have to do some double checking on this. But I've heard that they still throw toffees or mints into the crowd as well at the game oh. which i think is interesting yeah so i i i ha- I've, i did hear that before so it's just one of those traditions kind of like west ham has the bubbles you probably right. see them yeah the bubbles coming out of the game it's just one of those traditions that that takes okay. place all right another thing uh during the chelsea game uh graham lasso the announcer 
uh, talked about a player who uh, had a difficulty making a shot with his good foot. Mm. He said, uh, you know, it's hard to make that shot with your good foot, let alone your swinger. Yeah. What does that, that mean? Was funny. What does that <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, just, just an expression for your bad foot. Basically, as as some of us who played, we have a good foot and a bad foot. Right. One we stand on more than the other. And I think that was really what his reference was for. So his left foot. And I think there was a little bit of uh, discussion about, well, he. I think he talked about his left foot as well. He said something along the lines that, yeah, I wouldn't have even scored with my other foot either. So... So those are things with his right foot wasn't that great. It was just more of a, I just use it anyway. But ah. basically, your bad foot is what he's talking about. That was the reference. Okay. So that's your swinger. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Wh- whatever. <laughs> that's how you want to go with it. All right. That's cool. Uh, the other thing that I saw was a tweet from our uh, good friend Arlo, Arlo White, the announcer, who uh, was watching the game uh, and had, a, I believe he had a uh, cup of coffee, or no, a cup mm. of tea probably, a cup of uh, soup, and a chocolate bicky. No, a chalky bicky. A chalky bicky. Yeah. What right. is a chalky bicky? <laughs> so, chalky, short for chocolate, bicky, yeah. short for biscuit. So basically, that's uh, a cookie, right? So a chocolate cookie is basically what he was referring to. Okay. But the um, – and I, it's so funny because I just bought some chocolate digestives. These are the English cookies that you get. And you may think the word digestive sounds terrible. It that does. You would actually have <laughs> But they're actually really good. But So the reason why – and I, I didn't realize this. The reason why they're called digestives is – because they're whole wheat, they are actually supposedly good for your digestion. Ah, so that's that's the reasoning behind it. Okay. So unless the you're fact that gluten. you can <laughs> exactly unless you yeah. gluten. The the funny thing is, they're actually trying to tell you that it's okay to eat chocolate cookies. <laughs> it's okay because they're whole wheat. Gotcha. So, yeah. 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 Eat as many healthy, as you want. Healthy cookies. These are healthy. <laughs> now I would. Yeah, I wouldn't go ahead and eat ten or twelve of them in one sitting. But, sure. Uh, you know. At least it's their, it's their way of saying it's it's okay to eat them. So All a right. chalky bicky sounds pretty good. I think I might have one myself right now. So okay, well there you go. Um, well, before you do that, let's let's find out what's happening in your office. Here we go. And now the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer, soccer, soccer news. news with Coach Adam. Coach Adam with a mouthful of chocolate bicky. <laughs> chalky bicky. Right. Chalky bicky. Chalky bicky. Yes, exactly. Well, um, so yeah, we, we're kind of deep into our coaching education. Uh, so we're, we're working on our courses right now. So we've we've got uh, two of our D licenses started. Our third one's going to be beginning um, in December. So we still have some spots open on that. So if people are interested, uh, just uh, check our website out. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, we're on a little bit of a pause just due to the mitigations in terms of what the state's saying we can and cannot do. Um, so we're kind of waiting to see what the future holds. Obviously, with COVID, we, it's, it constantly changes on a week-to-week basis. So we was able to get the one ODP training session in, but we're going to have to probably uh, wait a little bit before we get back on the pitch, so to speak. So, right. well, hopefully the, the COVID situation gets a little bit better down the road and we're able to uh, – 
start a fresh potentially in the new year. So, but from what we were seeing, I think it's going to be at least a couple of weeks before we are able to to reevaluate where everything is. So, so yeah. So, on a little bit of a pause, but that's okay. Gives us an opportunity to work on our coaching education and uh, give uh, some of the coaches an opportunity to jump in into some of these courses. And if I can just make a plea on behalf of uh, the entire state of Illinois, please wear your masks. It's not asking that much. It's not asking that much. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's uh, that's just my little my little <laughs> statement because it's starting to drive me crazy. All right. Oh, no. Hey, you know what we like to do here? We like to pick the games. Let's do that. Yeah, Rick and, Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam pick the scores. All right, a nice slate of games coming up this weekend. Let's see what we got. We've got West Ham at home versus Manchester United coming off a, a big 3-2 victory. Yes, I come from behind victory for, yes. the, for Man U. But hey, look at West Ham, though, up to fifth spot. Who How about it? That one? I tell you what, doing really well. So, yeah. Um, and West Ham, Man United, it's always been a good uh, – I've been able to go to that game a couple of times. I know my brother's a big Man United fan, so and we went to a West Ham, Man United match once and uh, enjoyed it. It was quite fun. So always a good game. And uh, I'm thinking West Ham might sneak this one because it's at, at West Ham's field. I'm going to go with a 2-1 West Ham win. Okay. I've got it as a 1-1 draw. Uh, you got okay. Chelsea at home against Leeds. This could be a, a fun game to watch. Oh, I think this is going to be a great game. Lot, lots of attacking. Leeds does not defend. Uh, so that's going to be nice. So I'm hoping for a <laughs> bunch of goals. I'm hoping a bunch of goals. But I think Leeds has got some definite uh, offensive uh, threats as well. So I'm going to go with a 4-2 Chelsea win. Wow. All right. I have Chelsea winning also. I've got it as a 2-1 game. Uh, we've got uh, Tottenham at home against Arsenal. The North London Derby. Yes, it's a derby. Got to love the derby. Should be a good one. Um, Arsenal, obviously, under a little bit of pressure, kind of struggling a little bit, you know, kind of moving, unfortunately, down the table. I think they're down to 14. Yeah. And obviously, Tottenham's top. So, you know, you can kind of throw this out of the out of everything in terms of previous results just because they both get up for this one. Um, I think Arsenal might scramble a draw out of this, so I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Okay, I've got it at 1-0 Tottenham uh, on a counterattack after putting you to sleep (laughs) for 90 90 minutes. Uh, Okay. We've got uh, Liverpool at home uh, versus yeah. Wolves. Now they've got that uh, 64 game streak, unbeaten streak. Yeah. Are the Wolves the team to take it away? It's a great question. Uh, obviously, you know they've lost their striker, which is obviously a big loss. And uh, you know Wolves have been playing well. They've been doing really well recently, just slowly uh, going up the, the table. And yeah. obviously Liverpool are having to deal with all these injury issues. Um, I hate to do it again, but I think I'm going to have to go with another draw. I think Wolves are going to be able to get something out of this game. So I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw again. I've got it as a 2-1 Liverpool victory. Um, But a a tough fought 2-1. Then we've got Brighton uh, coming off a draw against Liverpool, right? Uh, Against Southampton, uh, which has Mm -hmm. been playing fantastic all season. Yep. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, so I think yeah, a little bit of a this is a little bit of a South Coast derby, not a true traditional derby, but they're obviously a little close to each other. 
Um, so both kind of towns in the southern part of England, Brighton, uh, great result for them, just outside the bottom three, uh, but they're starting to move forward, obviously doing okay. Obviously, Southampton still smarting from that uh, that result against Man United. Uh, I'm going to go with a Brighton victory here because they're at home. So Brighton 2, Southampton 1. Wow. I've got uh, Southampton pulling this out, uh, a 2-0 uh, a uh, victory for Southampton. Okay. All right. It's time for your favorite part of the show, Adam. You right. ready? Love it. Here, here we go. It. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, so I actually got an, uh, uh, an email from someone saying it was mean last week. Yeah, it was. I, uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be nicer, all right? It is called, and, and what the person said to me was, it's called Guess the Premier League Star, not Guess the Premier League Every, you know, Everyday Player. So. I don't know who this person is, but he he talks a lot of sense. Somebody we both no, know. That was no. That was no star. So this week's is a star. All right, he is twenty three years old, and uh, like like many stars, he's a striker. All right, he's one of the top goal scorers in the league. Now he is originally from Sheffield. That's his hometown. He played. In the Sheffield United Academy, came up originally with Sheffield United, right? Okay. This year, he debuted on the English national team. So in 2020, he got his first cap for the English national team. Okay. And he has scored a couple of goals for the English national team. Hmm. All right. His current team, his club team... Wears blue. Okay. So that narrows it down. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm getting, would, would he be an Everton player? He might be. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I have a good, a good idea, but maybe one more clue will get me right there. He wears number nine. Okay. He's a forward. He is. He's, he's got, uh, a, he's got one of those, hyphens in his name he, would that be fair to say he does okay uh true traditional english name in that respect so he's got the hyphen i'm gonna go with dominic calvert calvert lewin that is correct nicely done there you go yeah back to being a star that's yep. what i like exactly <laughs> it does make it a little easier when they're stars so uh, again my apologies for that and you know my oh, son has fine. been grounded for giving me that name so in a couple of weeks he'll he'll be able to get out of his room which is i think the only fair thing to do hey we're all grounded so it doesn't even count so there (laughs) you go you know what that's a great point (laughs) all right it's time for this now time for adam's weekend soccer tv tip i will let the youngster watch a game what game uh can he watch well, it's a, it's like you, we were talking about. There's a lot of good games. You yeah. Know, obviously, you've got the Chelsea Leeds game, which I think could be pretty high scoring. Um, and then obviously you've got um, you know Liverpool Wolves, which I think could be a good one as well. But I'm I'm always going to go with the derby just because it's it's that type of a match. It should be probably on live. It might be NBCSN or NBC, but Tottenham versus Arsenal, ten thirty Sunday, December the sixth. That should be a, a great match. You'll see. Uh, Spurs defending, 
yes. scoring on counterattacks and Arsenal trying to score on regular play. So we should see. But it should be a good one, especially with the derby. It's just a shame there's no fans there, but at least looks like we're getting closer to getting some fans in the grounds, it looks like. Yes, that's something we'll be talking about uh, next week. Um, Okay, now Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Right, Adam? Yes, Illinois Youth Soccer Association since 1975 has been providing coaching education, state-run tournament series, the Olympic Development Program, as well as quality insurance coverage for all of its 95,000 members. Illinois Youth Soccer continues to provide children the opportunity to reach their potential in youth soccer. All right. Tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify and go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week. We'll talk a little Champions League uh, with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Proceeding with a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, and friends here, and I think you should listen to us. Why's that? Well, personally, I like dragging us down rabbit holes that have little to do with the conversation at hand. Yeah, you do that all the time. I think you're a professional at it. I'd like to be. I think that's my ideal job. Just to be the tangent man. How you guys feel about peeing on a bus? <laughs> all that on And Friends, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits? On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. We answer listener questions. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Losano and friends, here's what you missed. I feel like you go into a motel, you just search for cameras instantly. That's <laughs> got to be like your first reaction. Anywhere you intend to be nude, you should just check. How about you just don't be nude in a motel? Well, I no, feel no, like I, that'd be smart. I, I should just not true. get changed or take a shower. No, I no. think, wait, but you're, I think you're missing my point. I'm worried that I'm not going to be on camera. Mm. I want footage of me. You're the only one who wants to be filmed uh, unknowingly doing something ridiculous. Right, because I would be curious. Wouldn't you be curious to see what you do? No. Yeah, like just the mundane. Right. That's how I spend my time. You, sp- you spend four hours doing that? Why? As you fast forward, you go, I'm not even moving. Look at that. I am stationary for hours. <laughs> I didn't even get up and that bag just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever the f- it's called.